The views expressed in the Stolen Droids podcast are those of the hosts, and not necessarily those of sponsors or affiliates. TrekRadio.net or KryptonRadio.com I played Minecraft once. Then I took an arrow to the knee. I'm still playing it though. Bring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop, format it, buy it, use it, break it, fix it, crash it. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 75. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. We are back to our normal schedule of two hours of screwing around and then finally recording the show. <laughs> hey, if this is show tonight. 75, is this a diamond show? Diamond and gold. Diamond and gold, yeah. Diamond and gold. Are you sure it's not like bedrock or obsidian? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, we mix some bedrock in there. Okay, on... Um, <laughs> Full disclosure, the reason we're so late is because we're all playing Minecraft instead of actually starting they the show. They are playing Minecraft. I have not been bitten by the bug yet. And they're over <laughs> here, come join us. You want me- to play Minecraft with us. Me he thinks he does protest too much. <laughs> He's just jealous. <laughs> he knows once he crosses that event horizon, there's no escaping the black hole. I already have too many addictions online right now. <laughs> I don't lose the crack. we don't yeah we don't need to really go into <laughs> anyway uh, shout out to our friends first off uh, trekradio.net stitcher.com openbookaudio.com and kryptonradio.com also once again um, you know you guys are running out of time uh, go to meeting with HD faces by Citrix we still have that 30 day deal going on right now Summer's coming to a close. You want to use last of your vacation days. Want to stay home where you still can. Makes it difficult to get some work done, though. Go to meeting with HD Faces allows it to happen. You can still see people face to face. Host meetings from your iPad or your computer. Join them from any mobile device. It is great. We all use it here. We 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 truly do use it. Uh, that website is. We can go to you. You visit gotomeeting.com. Click on the Try It Free button. Enter the promo code Podcast, and our listeners can listen to get it free for 30 days. Again, visit gotomeeting.com. So, check that out. Lots of fun. Actually, it is a lot of fun. It is. Futures. <laughs> Speaking the of lots of fun, cool. we had lots of fun last weekend at the Weird Al concert. Yes, yes, we did. We had uh, we had the droids and some wives and uh, some. We actually had groupies following us out there. <laughs> we did. That yeah, that was yeah. kind of cool. That and purple kinda... hair. And uh, <laughs> yes, purple. <laughs> <laughs> and who had the fortune cookie about focus on purple? <laughs> that would have been me. Yeah, all to night get, long to get lucky. <laughs> all night long at dinner, I was staring at the back of a woman's head who had purple hair, and. I get a fortune cookie that said, focus on the color purple for luck. (laughs) And, yeah, I could have gone up and given it to her, but she was with a really big guy that kept touching her inappropriately, and I'm pretty sure he had some roid rage going on and just needed an excuse to beat up a nerd. So, I'm pretty sure uh, Mrs. Zahner wouldn't have appreciated it. (laughs) Yeah, she... Giving away his fortune cookie? Focusing on the purple, but I did have some really good maple glazed salmon. Oh yeah, and the Weird Al show was good. Um, having seen him, <laughs> wasn't as good as the salmon, but <laughs> having having seen him three times now in the last year, last eleven months, I was a little bit disappointed in the set that he did because it was a, a short set but they had to be in Ventura, California in like 10 hours or something so I, I can understand. How much longer does Weird Al have that restraining order against you? I don't know. I think it's 60 days. I thought it was the other way I around. Did. I thought it was you against him. I, I did notice you were kind of far in the back. I, I figured that probably was the middle <laughs> He was in distance. the corner. <laughs> I am, we were back dab in the middle. I have a very good seat of where I can see Weird Al and the entire band. I am I am right in the bloody middle of the entire arena. We were a row in front of you. You know that that's row probably and about the five to the left. So he had a he had a pretty good view himself. And then Zoner is like off in Australia, literally <laughs> in the corner. And, and yeah, I wonder well, if but, that's why. Uh, Weird Al ended so early is because one of the security guards spotted Zoner and said, oh, we gotta go. We well, gotta let, pack this Let me out. tell you this. 
<laughs> we, my wife and I, were on the very back row, in the corner, right on the aisle. When he sings "Wanna Be Your Lover," he goes out into the audience, walks up the aisle, walks around the back, and walks down. So we were in the perfect spot to have him come and sing to my wife. But that's, as luck would have it, he left that song out. That's why he did the sort and said he knew you were there. <laughs> He's like, crap, it's that guy I posed for in Salt Lake. He's here again. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was, was fun. If you could go, go see him, go go see him. It was definitely an experience. It was a, a concert unlike one I've ever been to before. and It, it was a very good birthday concert for me so yeah it was the same for me and my wife as well very cool well into our feedback yeah feedback okay um this one comes from mike our friend mike uh not sure if you saw this yet but the pirate bay is launching a free vpn called privatize vpn just thought you may be interested. Regards, Mike. Uh, I looked at this. I had to Google it because, uh, unfortunately, there was no link. And it was kind of hard to find info on it. But, yeah, uh, it is what you say. The Pirate Bay is launching their own VPN that apparently bypasses. Uh, it's almost like a proxy against your ISP. You, it, it's ad-supported right now. And, interestingly, every article I found talking about it also talked about how to bypass the ads. <laughs> Um, Ad blocker. There, there's the inherent problem with trying to market things to pirates. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> Maybe they're advertising parrots, you know, claw I, hooks, wooden legs. <laughs> All I know is that you can't get pi- people. You can't ask people to pay for something when they're only using your service, so they don't have to pay for anything. But it, what it does is that you connect to the VPN, and it will bypass. Uh, whatever monitoring your ISP is doing so people can't track if you're downloading or torrenting things. Haven't tested it myself, but it's kind of interesting. So thanks for that heads up. I had not heard about that. Um, Tovin writes, uh, and this is in regards to last week's talking point about uh, developers being liable for security holes in their software. Uh, Who should be held responsible if your online info is stolen? I think it depends. Social sites, it shouldn't. It should be a matter of common sense. If you post a comment, you le- relinquish ownership in some cases. If, however, you store content on a site specifically designed for content storage and or backup, then that site should be held responsible. For sites like email, then you use their service in good faith that they can keep your account safe, so yes, they should be held re- responsible too. All financial or personal data sites, like medical info, should also be held responsible. If you download the, something for free, buy something from an unknown app developer, or use open source software, remember with viruses, um, <laughs> then you can only blame yourself for, should anything happen. Likening this to the lemonade thing, if you buy Little Susie's lemonade, it's something usually made by a child, so you're accepting the risk of getting sick. It's common sense. If, however, you go to a fast food restaurant and buy a soda or something that is supposed to be a drink from a reputable source and you're buying it in good faith that it won't make you sick, and therefore the restaurant or fast food place should be held responsible. It's basically common sense law. Sorry about the t- spelling. My tablet doesn't seem to have, or I can't find the spell checker. <laughs> he he well, brings up a good he, point. He has two keywords in there that I think are very important in this conversation. One is common sense, which a lot of people don't have anymore. It's, and another it's one not is common. good. Right. <laughs> another one is good faith, which is also starting to be really uncommon now. So it's 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 becoming it's becoming harder in a world where it's harder to have faith in people and it's harder for people to have common sense. So well, in a world how, where faith no longer exists. <laughs> speaking of, of lacking faith, um, I, 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 one of the things I mentioned. You find that, it disturbing? Yes, I do find it disturbing. <laughs> one of the things I mentioned last week, and, and I said this is just what people have told me is that they've had problems with doing transactions on walmart.com I've had at least one more person come up to me and say I also have had issues where I think the culprit might have been me buying on something at walmart.com I now am see, curious is, has anybody wife, else experienced this? My wife uses walmart.com all the time and the first time we got a fraud warning however it wasn't actually fraud 
it was the verified by Visa saying, hey, we noticed your card being used someplace we haven't seen it used before, and people who use fake credit cards are often found at Walmart.com. Can you please verify this was you? And Mm. that was it. That was all that was required. So yeah, it was a fraud verification, but it wasn't quite the same... Yeah, and in this latest example, this guy found out that somebody was trying to buy soda with his card at a, at a hotel after it had, he had used it on walmart.com. He says, he says, I don't know if that's a correlation or not, but he says it did happen just after that, that transaction. Hmm. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm asking anybody else, have you seen anything like this? I'm not accusing, I'm not saying don't go to walmart.com, but I am curious, has anybody else seen this? Well, I'm curious, you know, if people at walmart.com are, like, hacking and stealing, like, credit card information and whatnot. Why are they working for Walmart? I was just thinking that. <laughs> Obviously, they have the computer skills capable of doing that. They should be able to do something other than stock diapers. Um, thanks for your guys' email. We appreciate it. I, I, I think, Tobin, you make a great point. Like, uh, like Schmitty said, common sense. Common sense and good faith. But, again, those are two things that are generally lacking on the Internet. Unfortunately. So, well, not just on the Internet. I think in society in general nowadays... Yeah, which is quite but, uh, sad. We do appreciate your guys' feedback. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. We want to hear more from you guys. We want to hear what you think. Uh, into our podcast, uh, we're going to start off kind of backpedaling a bit. Last week, the day after we released the podcast, uh, the judgment was handed down in the Samsung versus Apple case. Is it the day uh, after or the uh, day of? Uh, maybe the day we released our show was the, the day. After, yeah. This was the day after we recorded. And of course, we recorded early <laughs> last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We usually release on Fridays, especially um, if I do not get it mastered Thursday night, and which will be the case this time too, because uh, I have some more Minecraft to get back to. But <laughs> the judge, well, I should say, the man. Priorities. It's all about priorities. Okay, go. The jury deliberated for, I want to say, 21 hours, and when they came back, they awarded Apple damages against Samsung. Samsung was ordered to pay over a billion dollars. We've talked about this almost for a year now. Uh, We believe it's the correct verdict, because it's just so utterly stupid how bad things got for Samsung in the course of this case. Uh, Documents were revealed written by the head of design saying, here is the iPhone. We need to copy this, 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 and this. Can you make that happen? And well, there's there's Apple going, well, that kind of just did the work for us because <laughs> we, were, we were suing you for copying this, 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 and this. And this, this, has, this has been something we've been talking about for a while. And, of course, one of the questions... In fact, I had somebody just earlier today saying, hey... What did you think of the the verdict? You know, I understand you guys talk about this, and 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 we were talking about a few different things. And if you guys remember from the last two podcasts, one of my questions is has been, how long is something going to be copyrighted or patented until it becomes standard? And of course, the example we used was the four tires and the steering wheel and the and the car analogy. And the guy I was talking to said he said well, he he wasn't one hundred percent certain, but he believes from a professor that he was talking to at one point in time is. 19 years. And we want to talk about that in our talking point because that touches on something else. But um, the, the thing is, is that I, I think all four of us kind of agree that Samsung had it coming. Not all their devices, but a lot of the ones that were brought up in Apple's uh, lawsuit were blatantly ripped off. And earlier versions of TouchWiz, yeah. So yeah. what they do? What happens now? I guess is the next question. Well, I, it, a few different things. One, um, uh, Jesus, Jesus Diaz uh, on Gizmodo wrote an interesting uh, editorial, saying that this may be this case may inadvertently cause the death of the iPhone as we know it, because now that Apple doesn't have Samsung to blame, they're actually going to have to start innovating again. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, which I is an interesting. Which is an interesting take on it. On another one, there's another article that says that now it's up to Google and Samsung. ZDNet wrote this article, but uh, it's up to them to finally create a new image for Android, uh, which is something I had not considered. You look at the HTC Android phones, you aren't, 
you aren't mistaking that for anyone else. That is totally HTC's. Uh, you look at Motorola's. Yeah. Yeah, totally Motorola's. You can tell. You look at the Windows phones. Obviously, a Windows phone. Samsung, however, struggles. I don't. I don't know why, but they do. Yeah, you're you're looking at. I mean, Samsung uh, came out with the uh, the smartphones very early in in the smartphone race, uh, and so and they really only had Apple to compare to. I mean, the G1 had barely been released, and I mean, they didn't really have much to go off of, and so uh, all these other manufacturers are coming in afterwards. They're they have more to compare with. You know, Samsung's already out. Uh, Android has, or Google has already come out with a couple phones, and so it can You kind of see the progression of things to go. They kind of something kind of toehold themselves into it, into the problems. You know. Well, here's here's a question: Is this actually a good thing for Samsung? Because you stop and think about it, they got all this technology, and it only cost them a billion bucks. I, I think I think no. I think it is for us as Samsung consumers. But you're telling them in the you're telling both companies in the long run, Samsung, you just lost a billion dollars and you can't sell these phones anymore, and now you are forced to innovate a whole new interface and design. So that's a lot of work. Apple, yeah, you got a billion dollars, but now look, HTC wasn't copying you, Motorola wasn't, no one else was copying you. You're falling behind. You, you no longer have Samsung as a whipping boy to say, well, it's their fault. So either way, we as consumers win, but I don't think either one of these companies... So you think are, it's bad for both of them? I think so. I think Apple would have been better served. It's like, okay, was Samsung copying them? You betcha. I, I said it from the very beginning. You know, and I, I know I wasn't the only one on this panel, but yeah, Samsung copied them 100 percent would it have been better worth their time maybe to have re-innovated the ios system so ios 5 or 6 that comes out next completely changed the game that samsung couldn't copy them anymore that's good yeah yeah i think they would have been better served in the long run instead windows phone 8 launches the end of uh end of october android jellybean is gorgeous and looks completely different, and iOS is falling behind. It's showing its age. It really is. And all they gained from it was a billion dollars, which I know sounds like a joke, but <laughs> in this, when you talk about the amount of volume these phones ship, that's really not that much in the long run. Well, how many billions of dollars is Apple worth? I mean... Well, if they put their pinky to their mouth... <laughs> <laughs> that's only one million. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So we will see. Yeah. Maybe we're just all blowing hot air, but I, I don't know. Samsung's not going anywhere. But it has so many other electronics to fall back on. Apple's not going anywhere. They could both completely drop the phone industry right now and still be fine. So. You know, in the, in the long run, these patent wars, it, once manufacturers start seeing these patent wars turning out like this, we're going to start seeing more more innovation. I think. Uh, I, I know in the past I've been an, uh, an advocate against patent wars because I I seemed to think that they would uh, inhibit you know growth in the in technology. But I think if if the manufacturers are forced to innovate, you know, make new gestures or make new looking phones, and I mean. I don't know. I, I think I think it opens up the horizon for more uh, more possibilities. I don't know. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, though. Okay, uh, into innovation. Uh, this uh, week was IFA, which I don't know what that stands for. Yeah. Isn't that a farm store? Uh, yeah, I we're in, too. <laughs> we're in Utah. It means International <laughs> Intermountain Farmers Association, uh, but evidently for everyone else, it means something else. Uh, S- Sony, Samsung, and LG, and a bunch of other manufacturers started releasing new things they've been working on. Sony released an 84-inch 8K television. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, this one is 4K. Um, the 8K is a prototype one that they w- didn't actually show. 84 
inch 4K television. Bye bye 3D TV. Well, let me ask you this: How big of a freaking living room do you need to have to be able to watch that? I don't care. Bigger than I would have inches. it. I will put it on the wall, and I will just go. Ah! I mean, I'll happily have it ten feet into, from me. Watching The Simpsons from 20 miles away at this point, aren't we? Frank's 2,000-inch TV. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, that was I a Weird really... Al reference for those of you who didn't catch it. <laughs> I don't care so much about broadcast television. This is like the future of movies and of video games to me. And the 10-speaker virtual 7.1 surround sound definitely helps it. Oh, yeah. But um, obviously there's no prices yet. This particular model may not see uh, production, but it is the first one that is easily easily brought to market. It's not just a prototype. It's not a one-off. It's not a, here's what we could do. It's, this is what we are going to do. <laughs> oh, I, I like that idea because, you know, I, I'm a big fan of TV. I was <laughs> I was kind of raised by TV in some respects, and so... You know, so I you spelled relief R O L A I D S. Indeed. <laughs> However, I do. You know, it, it's kind of like seeing like a relative that wins the lottery. You're like happy for him. So I'm happy that TV is like growing up. And one thing's for sure the uh, the department that does Samsung's displays needs to get with the department that does Samsung's phones. <laughs> Show them how to do and rip things. off Apple. No. Oh, because their TVs are innovative. They're t- they're doing stuff with their TVs. That's oh, what, yeah. that's what I'm getting to. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes, very cool. All I know is I so want that thing. It looks, yeah, it looks, and I just barely got a flat screen. Finally, he's catching up. How big? <laughs> uh, I think mine's thirty six. Oh wow! So yeah, you. I can see your. I can see your envy there. We have a tiny living room, though. Okay. Um, Lulf, we need a sponsor to get Luke, or to get Zook a bigger living room. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the TV. We just want the living room. Okay. Um, Sony, uh, another Sony thing here, uh, has helped arrest another Lulsec hacker, which confused me because I didn't know we were still after them. Well, were there like a dime a dozen? You could just call yourself a Lulsec hacker and no one could call you out on it because there was no way to, to verify it? True. However, this one confessed, pleaded guilty, um, and could be uh, could be facing up to 15 years in prison. Probably serves him right. Well, he was evidently stealing a whole bunch of movies from Sony Pictures. Um, Sony says that he cost uh, more cost the company more than six hundred thousand dollars. He's a college student uh, from Tempe, Arizona, working in, of course, of all things, um, computer sciences. And I just think to myself, like, you know, I understand, I understand the idea behind it. Hey, doing what you can to see if you can do it, but it just seems like such a waste. Yeah, it's obvious. It's obvious this kid had skills. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, and he'll probably end up working for the FBI at some point. <laughs> I would hope so. Another Kevin Mitnick thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, evidently Lulsec is still around, and uh, that's still a thing that we're we're going after. Who knows? I guess. Yeah. And we're still talking Sony getting hacked. Oh wait, <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> You're Speaking not entirely just, uh, wrong. It has just been so long, I missed talking about the good old days. <laughs> hey, we don't have any BlackBerry stories this week, do we? Um, in other news, BlackBerry still sucks. Anyway, okay. so... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to make sure... I want to make sure they didn't feel left out either. But stuff we do want... <laughs> so, sky is blue, grass is green, rim sucks. Okay. Joss Whedon, uh, we should actually expand on this story, because the actual story is that he will be bringing S.H.I.E.L.D. to television, but in news we did not report on, Disney has tasked him with all things Avengers-related now. Mm. Everything that Marvel and Disney is coming bringing out that will be related in any way to the Avengers now has to go through him. 
Well, I'm thinking it's not just the Avengers. It's the whole Marvel movie verse for until like 2015, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. They they even though Ant Man has already started production, uh, they gave it to him, saying, "Okay, you know, give it to Joss. Let him punch up the dialogue. Let him take a look at the script." And he did. He still uh, won't th- be able to get uh, get uh, the other guy to play it, though. <laughs> yeah, but this is what happens when you make a a studio a billion dollars. Yeah, you get a lot of perks. I and hope I'm, he has a good parking spot. And I'm so happy for him. You know, old old geek favorite, because the guy's a geek himself. Dr. Horrible Singlong Blog, Firefly, Serenity, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Dollhouse. You know, he has a lot under his belt. I'm just happy that this is going to be a TV series. Yeah, I, I'm just happy that he's getting any work. But yeah, so they're going to be bringing S.H.I.E.L.D. to television. To ABC. Which you should just... be awesome. Think of the stories that could be done. I mean, every week, I mean, you focus on like a, a, a central character, like Agent Hill, and then just have a bunch of generic Shield guys going out and busting up supervillains. I mean, be a party in the CIA. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I think it's a great idea, and it's it's looking like the Hulk movie is probably not gonna or excuse me, the Hulk TV show, is probably not going to get a lot of love anytime soon. And so I think this is, like, the perfect alternative. I I really do. I would much rather see a S.H.I.E.L.D. show than a Hulk show, in all honesty. Agreed. Very, very cool. Um, In News of the Weird... Only because Iran is kind of weird. Um, they are now. <laughs> they are. Uh, they they talked. We we spoke about this. I want to say maybe not last week, but the week before, about how Iran was actually going to cut themselves off from the internet to avoid further cyber attacks. Um, well, in preemptive strike, Blizzard cut off Iran from access to World of Warcraft. Uh, the U.S. trade sanctions placed against Iran. Uh, have actually started to apply to game service, which is something I never considered. I didn't even know they were playing World of Warcraft in Iran. I, I was like, for one of the first things I thought of was, is this like legal there? But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how so long is as that? They don't play the uh, the Muhammad character. Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> wow, and there go our Iranian listeners. <laughs> Well, yeah, they I cut just, it off, so I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's. I, I'm surprised that they were that they even play WoW over in the Middle East. I I yeah, figured they, you know like the soldiers and stuff, the American soldiers over there, probably play right. when they get a chance, unless they're busy with Call of Duty or whatnot. But oh, Guild Wars. So yeah, apparently the Iranian players were were commenting on the European message boards like, "What happened? We can't get on. The only way we can get on is if we're in a proxy." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we didn't tell you that we have to do this. And when law the law allows us to do it again, we'll be more than happy to provide you with World of Warcraft." <laughs> so are they? I hope that they like credited their account back. No, they did not get credit to their accounts back. Uh, apparently, they're not this, saving their information. This will be what what this will be what uh, either leads us into World War Three or finally gets the Ayatollah, the Ayatollahs to uh, release control of the country. They're all starting to riot outside the. <laughs> see, and, and you know we've been doing this all wrong. We have embargoes against Cuba. Uh, we have sanctions to China that we only release so they'll so they'll give us things on credit against North Korea, against Iran. All we had to do was get them hooked on World of Warcraft and then take it away. And if we could do the same thing against North Korea, oh wait, they don't have electricity there. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) On the flip side, they're probably very ready to escape into Azeroth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But you know that if they, if North Koreans had WoW, how many of them would die? Like... Oh, it depends if there's a fan in the room. (laughs) Week, I mean, oh, I forgot about the fan. <laughs> yeah, they just—they would never stop. You know, you're asking for trouble. Yep. Okay. Of um, people. 
Well, I can't say this is stupid, but a, a recent study was done, um, and a survey was taken from a bunch of people, from about a thousand people, actually, and it has revealed that most Americans don't know what the cloud is as it relates to computer terminology. The thing in the sky that's all white and fluffy, rain well, comes in. Many of them feel that somehow, by saying the cloud, it means that your data is actually somehow involved in meteorological patterns. And the weather can affect it. (laughs) They thought that stormy weather would affect your access to the cloud. Now, if you were back on the old AOL, then yes. (laughs) I I don't want to make people feel like idiots, because it's very possible that some of our listeners don't know. It's not something that was ever really well described. It was simply said, oh, we're moving to the cloud. Okay, the cloud come the term the cloud comes from old network diagrams. WANs, wide area networks, or just flat out the internet, is typically depicted on these diagrams as a cloud. Because you're Everything quite literally else. throwing it into a cloud. No, no, we can't say that because again that confusing. We are not literally throwing data at a cloud. It's just that the uh, the outside network is so ambiguous that you either, one, don't want to draw it all, or two, don't know exactly where it's going because the, it, it it's so interconnected that it's unimaginable. Thus, it's very really, nebulous. Do you, does Thus anybody know what happens when you put anything into a cloud? I mean, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, you guys keep saying that, and I just keep thinking of Grandpa Simpson yelling at a cloud. <laughs> my picture's back. But, okay, so when people say, okay, we're going to the cloud for this, all it's saying is it's involving the internet. It's not storing it locally, it's storing it to the internet. Case in point, this podcast is stored on the internet. You aren't downloading it and running it through your media player. Well, you might be, honestly, but chances are good you are streaming it from our servers. If you're listening to it on KryptonRadio.net or on Trek Radio... Uh, KryptonRadio.com or... TrekRadio.net or KryptonRadio.com, you are streaming it from their service. You are at no point actually downloading itself. Therefore, you are listening to this podcast from the cloud. When you take a picture on your cell phone and put it straight into Facebook, you have taken a picture and you have moved it to the cloud. That's all it means. And it turns out that most Americans don't know what that means. And in fact, many of them have lied about it to their jobs. I'm not guilty of that. <laughs> but but if I were, I wouldn't mention that I was. Yeah. Well, it turns out <laughs> 95% of the people in the survey said that they never used the cloud to do online banking, shopping, social networking, storing photos, and music. Guess what? Yes, you are. <laughs> because unless you have installed all of Facebook to your computer and only your computer, then you are doing it on the cloud. That is a big hard drive. If you're, if you're downloading all of Facebook to your computer, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what's funny is the fact that I think The Onion actually uh, stepped up on this before the actual study was done and released this hilarious video parody of HP. And it's pretty obvious in the video that HP doesn't know what the cloud is either. But they're trying their their darndest to market it. Yeah, when when I first heard about this uh, this Citrix survey, I I thought it was an onion piece. <laughs> Surprised to see that it was it was real. It, it actually totally does real. sound like something from the onion, doesn't it? Yeah. When let's see about the what was that thing about doing things from home in their birthday suit. Let's see. Those in the know claim working I from call home that in their birthday Wednesday. suit is the cloud's greatest advantage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the greatest advantage of the cloud is that they can they can stay at home in their undies. <laughs> that, that's going to open up a whole new can of uh, misconceptions. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of, no, there is no speaking of. There's no way I can say. sausage. Sausage. <laughs> sausage! The Zune is dead. Zune music. While your actual player may not be dead yet, it will be soon. No. That's 
You're making it sound really. I, I'm trying to install a, instill a sense of panic in our listeners. We're going to come around and stomp on everyone's Zoom. Actually, that's going to require a lot of work because they're pretty well built. First no, it was um, BlackBerry, so now it's Zoom. The droids are so after. You'll need to sponsor us so we can go do that. <laughs> Not touching my Zoom. Microsoft has actually released a statement, uh, an email. In fact, Schmitty, who owns a Zoom and the Zoom service, actually got the the full on statement, stating that come what is it, August twenty thirty first, so tomorrow. Tomorrow, as of the recording of this podcast. <laughs> um, oh, when, when did they send that out? Uh, Yesterday, I got it. Let's see. One day ago. I got it yesterday. <laughs> it's nice that they gave you such ample notice there, eh? Right. Uh, the the Zoom Music Pass service will be discontinued. The ability to share playlists with friends will be discontinued. The social aspect will be discontinued. Uh, Zoom no, no, HD no. apps will be discontinued. Oh, by the way, the Zoom Marketplace uh, it through the Zoom software already discontinued. Oh, the Zoom Music Pass will not be discontinued. Uh, okay. How will it change? Because it's changing. Okay, well, I, don't, I haven't read the first article that you, you shared, but the, uh, the email that I got says that the, my Zoom music pass will continue, but I w- will no longer be able to send and receive messages, invite friends, share songs. Um, I won't be able to use MixView or the channel playlists. Um, but I can still purchase music. So, it's, so, you know, most things that Zoom is used for. Right, yeah, you're right. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still kind of sad about it. But He's like in shock. What this basically means is that Microsoft is really going to be pushing towards the Xbox music service, which makes sense. I mean, they already have a social platform built into Xbox Live, it's going to integrate directly into Windows 8 as it is. Why not use it? So, yeah, I can't fault them, but it is kind of sudden to suddenly be just taking everything out, it seems. Well, I, and it, it may just seem sudden because they just sprung it on us, but I'm sure it's been in, in the plan forever. Oh, yeah, people with, with Zoom devices, me included, have, have seen the end of the Zoom coming forever it, it's it's always been ri- written on the walls um but th- this is the final punch in the face after after tomorrow after august 31st the only thing that i will be able to use my zoom for now is just syncing my music with my computer mm-hmm. which is what i use my android for too so um i'll either need to get a windows 8 phone if i want to continue using xbox music or i'll use my zoom as a paperweight I guess. <laughs> uh, long story short, if you have a Zoom, sell now. For whatever you I'll give you, you a quarter. <laughs> to who? Uh, Oracle may be in a bit of trouble here. Uh, Java, which Oracle owns and distributes, uh, has had a bit of a vulnerability that they've been working on fixing. It did cause a bit of damage, however, on its day zero, meaning that the first day it was discovered... Uh, however, a lot of the damage may have been PR-related. As it turns out, Oracle knew about the exploit for months. Since April. Remember that conversation we had last week about lawsuits? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Oracle, thank you so much for taking care of things like that. <laughs> yeah, and they... You know, I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff lately saying, you know, just disable Java. Just disable Java on your browser. Don't even use Java. Unfortunately, a lot of people need Java. Not everybody can just up and disable it. Yeah, you can't. Minecraft users, for one. Yeah, you can't disable Java if you want to play Minecraft. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm okay then. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, Samsung has Samsung Canada has done some pretty good PR work here and has given a Galaxy S3 to a fan simply for his epic drawing of a dragon. Rawr! Well, yes. now, didn't he ask them to give the, him a free phone, and they basically told him to shove it? No, and what then, happened was is that the, he asked on their Facebook page, and he said, can I have a free Galaxy S3? 
And by the way, here is a picture of an epic dragon saying, Rar, which is I love you in dragon. And the group actually responded back with, you know, unfortunately we wouldn't be able to stay in business if we gave away free phones. But you know what? We love your picture of the dragon, so we're going to give you back a picture of a, of a, of a kangaroo on a unicycle. Well, the guy loved it so much that he copied the, the, the exchange down and threw it on Reddit. And the whole thing went viral. And it gave a lot of good pu- uh, publicity to Samsung. So they surprised him by saying, thank you for all the good publicity. Here is your free Galaxy S3 phone. <laughs> and With. by the way, that, that drawing you did of the dragon, we've turned it into a phone case, and it's now on the back of your phone. <laughs> That's awesome. The thing, the thing I loved about this is that the highest-rated comment from the comments board on this particular website mentions Trogdor. So... Kudos for the Trogdor references. <laughs> I said consummate. <laughs> consummate essence. Consummate beast. <laughs> oh, strong bad, we miss you. We need you back. <laughs> the world needs more strong bad. Okay, well, we're going to take a break for commercials. We will see you on the other side. In today's world, it can be hard to find time to spend with a good book. That's where the guys at Open Book Audio can help. Open Book Audio offers a large selection of pre-recorded audiobooks for you to enjoy while driving to work, working out, or any other time you feel like enjoying a good story. Open Book Audio not only has pre-recorded audiobooks, but can also help you record your self-published book as well, giving authors another way to distribute their stories. Their fast, professional service combined with affordable pricing ensure your book is made with the highest quality. So no matter if you're an author or a reader, Open Book Audio has what you need. You can visit them on the web at openbookaudio.com. That's openbookaudio.com. Open Book Audio. Your story out loud. We are back and into our fast lane. Uh, first up, the HD photos taken by the Mars Curiosity rover have been stitched together at Gigapan, allowing people to zoom in and inspect the Martian landscape for themselves. Unfortunately, it also lets people snap pictures and leave comments about how every rock looks like an alien. It's over there! <laughs> Move over, Tupac. The Republican National Convention actually made a holographic Ronald Reagan, but shelved it at the last minute due to fears that it might upstage the GOP candidate Mitt Romney. I'm actually not making any of that up. The day is for Bond. James Bond. On October 5th, the world will celebrate the 50th anniversary of the world's greatest spy. And Vic has come out with a pen specifically designed for women, prompting much ridicule online. What, men with small hands don't need to write too? And why is it just that things like this are just for women? Yogurt? I like to poop just as much as my wife. Maybe even more. <laughs> there, I, there. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have to admit, I went on to there and I read all the, uh, the reviews for those pens. They are hilarious. Oh, they're so brilliant. <laughs> I, I love the ones that are really angry because when do men finally get pens? W- oh, ones that allow us to talk about sports cars and construction vehicles and barbecuing. <laughs> the, the man could barely adjust his crotch. He was so angry. So are they are they strong enough for men but pH balanced for a woman? You no, know, they're just colored pink. <laughs> they say easy glide on the package, so kind of makes but, you me know, wonder. It, it Worst does, tampon it ever. <laughs> do not use it. <laughs> That way, you're holding it wrong. <laughs> it does. It does raise the question, though. You know, you get these yogurts that are prompted for women's digestive health. I really do like to poop, probably more than my wife. Why can't I have good digestive health? That's where you get all your reading done. It really is. <laughs> I think you have your phone for your digestive health. <laughs> There's an app for that. <laughs> Ew. It's called Kindle. <laughs> it's called Angry Birds. So. <laughs> Moving into our talking point. Our talking point this week is kind of an interesting one. Uh, we've hinted at it uh, many, many times in the past, but um, it's it's the adoption rate of technology. And I want to give you kind of the backstory as to why we're doing this. Um, over the weekend, uh, my family uh, and I went to a local amusement park. While we were there, my brother and I were in line for a ride. My brother's six years younger than me. 
So there's a bit of a gap there. Not a huge gap, but a bit of a gap. When I was leaving high school, he was entering middle school and, and whatnot. Next to us in line were another bunch of people who were probably three or four years younger than him, and behind them was another group of people who I would guess maybe another four years younger than, than the previous group. And the funny thing is is that each of us were all carrying our cell phones, and all of us using them in different ways. And I was actually the old fogey of, of all of them. So you were actually were using yours to talk. Right. So oh, you were the uh, Stark of the bunch. Hey. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was pulling a Stark. <laughs> Not a show title. <laughs> if I can remember it, it is. Um, but it, it did kind of strike me as to the adoption rate of technology these days. Uh, and, and I want to kind of expand on that before we get talking about it. Let's say that you have two kids, you know, siblings, brothers. One of them is entering high school right as the other one is leaving high school. The one leaving high school left high school without a cell phone. Never had one. Was never an issue. The one entering high school can't live without it. All of their friends have it. All activities are done through it, etc., etc., and the, the the discussion I want to bring up is, is it used to be that adoption rates were so slow that I, that it was almost a, a moot issue when it, when it comes to in this environment. We've shortened the adoption of technology to such a degree that it's it's happening now faster than anyone can keep up. And what does that mean for us? Yeah, it means a lot of new tech uh-huh. is what it means. I mean, we've and commented before about how we were wondering what the next Twitter was going to be and what the next Reddit was going to be and what the next, you know, this was going to be or that. But what does that mean for us as a culture? I, I brought this idea up with my mother, who, of course, is, is older and therefore has seen a lot more of these so-called fads come through. And she brought up that maybe it wasn't our adoption of technology, but how our society, how, how it changes our society. I'm, I'm 31. The idea of tweeting through an entire activity, uh, of tweeting while I was there at that amusement park with my family, is preposterous. Why would I do that? I spent that money. I'm there with my family. You look at someone just six years younger than me, it makes perfect sense to them to tweet from the amusement park three years younger than that person and they're tweeting constantly and tweeting and uh, submitting pictures and sometimes video and yeah and and oftentimes not talking to you so her her thought was that it might affect us as a society more than simply our our technology adoption so that's kind of the question i posed to the group well, you know, it's really interesting because I, uh, by by my profession now, I am a beta test engineer. I manage beta tests, and very definition of my job is I see a lot of new stuff before anybody else gets to, which is awesome. And so I'm I'm really quick to adopt new technology just because I see it every day at work. I get to see how it, how it can improve my life or whatever the case may be. However, my younger brother is, is three years younger than me, and he couldn't care less. And so it's almost a backwards a backwards generational thing here where I'm the old guy, I'm 36, and I'm real quick to try well I try to be real quick to jump on new technology as it comes out just because I see it and work with it all day long yet my brother who you know he's he's in the group where he had a cell phone in high school um, I never did but he doesn't care you know it, it's no big deal he's got his iPhone and he's happy and he'll just keep going and whatever the case may be so I, I think that it's it's really interesting to just see the differences with with how even if it can make your can make your life better not everybody is so quick to to accept it zook like like maybe you're suggesting yeah i i i think we um as as droids are are in a special niche 
where we're nerds. We're, yeah, we're we're nerds, and no matter how old we get, we'll we'll always be inclined to learn new technologies. We we may not adopt them the same way um, the younger generation does. In the in the example of Twitter that Zook brought up, but but I, I think I think the the only factor isn't age. I think there's multiple factors. Um, one one factor I want to bring up, I think, it has a lot to do with the speed that technology is advancing itself. Twenty years ago, we would technology really didn't advance that quickly. I mean, twenty years ago, it seemed like it was advancing quickly compared to twenty years earlier. But compared to now, twenty years ago seemed like a slow crawl. Well, yeah, nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Well, it's like okay. Back to the adoption thing, though. Um, Stark may be the only one who truly remembers this, and I don't mean that as, a, as an age <laughs> joke. My lawn. It sounds like it. I realize, but it, <laughs> I don't mean it that way. The adoption of the VCR. It was not overnight. Oh, it wasn't I, over a week or a month. It took a while. Well, that's because there was also fights over what was going to be the standard. Beta. You know, there still is be, though. There, yeah. there was going to be VHS, and there was going to be beta. Okay, but there still is. There's fights over HSPDA Plus and LTE. But people are still adopting it, even as the fights are going yeah, but, on. But the beta v- VHS fight went six or seven years. The HSPDA Plus uh, and LTE fight has only been like a year. <laughs> well, doesn't and marketing I get the feeling- have to do a lot with the fight that there's going on? I mean, we talked about how 4G is not really 4G. It's just that they, well, they call it 4G-like speeds or something to that effect. The thing is, is that I get the feeling is that people are eager to adopt these things. They don't want to see a long battle. They want a decision made fast so they can get their phones. They can do this. Back in the day when it became the uh, the VHS or beta, they didn't really care. Well, let, would, let me they were pose less this. HD DVD versus Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I mean, that went on for a few years and was settled fairly quickly, I, I thought, compared to yeah. the VHS beta. But that's just it. So it's like it's not a, necessarily a matter of competing standards because you were always going to have those. But it used to be that oh, you know, Stark just bought his family a VCR, and a year later they have the new front-loading ones. Well, that's what you get for being an early adopter, right? Right. Because it was within the first year. Now it's Stark bought this particular phone, and it had a firmware issue, so they re-released it three weeks later. That's what you get for being an early adopter. Well, it's almost the same thing with the OSs. There were a lot of people I know that said the moment that Microsoft came out with a new OS, they would wait six months to a year. They'd wait till the first service pack came out before they even thought of even trying to adopt it. Because they wanted to get all the bugs worked out of it first. Well, just look at what happened with Vista. Yeah, my my point is, though, is that even the term early adopter has been changed to match this new paradigm, this new idea of, uh, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not an early adopter. I wait until it's been out for a couple months. It's like, no, no, guess what? It used to be that until that thing turned five years, you were still an early adopter. Right. Yeah. I see that point, yeah. It's so... I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what this means for us as a society. I don't know what it means for us uh, as a tech world or as different generations. Are we speeding up the generation gaps, the different generations? I think so. Probably exponentially so. Just for the fact that technology is now more in your face and, and our lives are more immersed into technology, whether we want to or not, um, I mean, we go to work, and it's there. even if we try to, to stay away from technology at home, it's at work, it's at the grocery store, it's at, I mean, it's everywhere now, and so yeah. it's, it's we're more immersed into it, and so more and more people are being forced to adopt it, whether they want to or not. So yeah, I, technology is there in every fabric of our lives. You're exactly right. Whereas twenty now, years ago, you could stay away from technology. You could go entire an entire year without ever seeing anything technology related. You know, if you wanted to. <laughs> now, uh, kind of on this vein, this was originally a headline that we had, and then we moved it to a fast line. Now it's just a, a supporting argument for this. But President Obama was actually on Reddit this last week, answering questions. Actually crashed Reddit. Now, 
politics aside, because I know a lot of our listeners don't want us to get into that. We all have different ones anyway. But we do want to point out, he's the first president to ever attempt to do something like this. I want to say he's the first president to have a Twitter account, which is a bit of a... At least the first sitting president to have a Twitter account. Which is a bit of a, a funny thing to claim, considering previous presidents weren't around when Twitter was. But the point is that he's had to adopt... He's had to adapt and accept these technologies, these ways to reach out. And I get the feeling any future president is, too, because society has changed. Our culture has changed. And it expects these things now. I got a survey request from a local... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Dealer? Information dealer? Um, Basically, they... they, they, uh, uh, survey groups and stuff like that they come in and they were testing they were actually having me go through a pre-questionnaire to see if I might be able to qualify for one of these um, testing groups to go ahead and, and, and give feedback for certain products and I've done that before for other things uh, not not like the same type of thing that uh, Zoner does but for like you know ad campaigns and the like and one of the questions they asked me is, where is your primary source of information for news coming from? And they were, I think they were thinking in contents of, am I listening to the radio? Am I, am I watching TV? And my response was, is, I see it on Twitter, and I click on the link to go to the article if it's, if it's something that catches my attention. Yeah. So it really does change things. And maybe, okay, I, I, we need to move on here, but I want to leave this argument with plain devil's advocate. We talk about how the RIAA and the MPA haven't moved on. Maybe it's that the rest of us have possibly been moving on too fast. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> so, I just, I'm not saying that's necessarily true, but I just want to kind of throw that idea out there. They've we had 50 wh- years to catch up, man. <laughs> we want to hear what everyone else thinks. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. We need to move on to our favorites and wrap this up. Um, in a perfect example of uh, information moving too fast, of early adopters bringing everything around the globe, a music video hit about a week ago from South Korea, a rapper by the name of Psy. I avoided watching this for as long as I could, but when Adam Savage from the Mythbusters starts tweeting that he can't stop watching this movie and now this video and now he wants to dance, it's time to bite the bullet and watch it. (laughs) It is a hilarious um, rap video from an actual rap artist in South Korea. You can't understand what he's saying because you don't speak Korean. Or maybe you do. It is hilarious to watch, and after you watch it all the way through once, you can't get it out of your head no matter what you try. (laughs) And just a forewarning, there's been so many hits on this video, they started putting commercials before this video. So So my favorite is not the women's pants that you'll be watching an ad for. It's the actual (laughs) Gungam style. So go ahead and check it out. All right. So speaking of videos, my my favorite is a video of what Patrick Stewart and Simon Pegg were doing during the London Olympics. Uh, Let's just say Patrick Stewart was using his theatrical skills to make a fast buck or two selling tickets to certain events and Simon Pegg ended up buying one of the tickets from uh, Mr. Sir Patrick Stewart and actually got a little bit closer to the action than probably he intended to (laughs) very nice could you be like any more vague yet overly specific just curious um, <laughs> it's a video about something that happens. You must watch it. You must watch it. Yes, excellent. <laughs> okay. Um, my favorite this week is a Lego creation that is about the most awesome thing I've seen in the last few weeks on the internet. Actually, the internet has let me down lately. It's just not full of the awesomeness that it it has garnered a reputation for but this is definitely pretty epic uh it is a project that took 475 hours over 21 months um 135 pounds 70,000 piece lego brick model seven foot long serenity um it is you got to see the pictures to believe it. It is one of the most amazing things I've seen. It is cool. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Okay, my favorite um, is 
probably the best Old Spice ad ever. Um, the uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Mustafa, he sits down. He's got no, all these... it's it's actually Terry Crews. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, Maybe. it's oh. every time you say Mustafa, I keep thinking of Wyatt King. <laughs> it, it's n- it's not the normal Old Spice guy. It's the new angry. Um, it, it's Terry Crews. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who who is hilarious? He's still hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So Terry Crews, he's got all these electrodes attached to each muscle, and every time he flexes a muscle, a new instrument uh, is activated. And he makes a song by flexing his muscles. Now it's, it's probably not 100% real, but it is 100% entertaining, and it's interactive. Also, when the video finishes, so it's hilarious. be sure to press awesome. the letter A a lot. Press A a lot. <laughs> It, it it's actually a stolen droids tribute. Yes. Yeah. Pretty All sure right. that's what they put it in there. Yeah, Terry, Terry Crews is a is a stolen droids listener. So uh, <laughs> that is our show this week. Uh, again, shout out to uh, our friends at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, Citra.com, and GoToMeeting.com. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Until next time. Cheers. End of line. One to beam up. Good day. Technology.